Voice of St. Louis original podcast. A lot to get to today across the St. Louis region, including late-breaking Pam Hupp news in the St. Louis All Local from KMOX. Today is Friday, October 27th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. The Lincoln County prosecutor has refiled murder charges against Pam Hupp and wants a change of venue. Back in February of 2022, first-degree murder charges were filed against Hupp for the 2011 killing of Betsy Faria. Lincoln County Prosecutor Michael Wood says the purpose of the refiling of charges is to get a venue closer to Lincoln County where the killing happened. While Wood believes a change of venue is appropriate, he says Greene County is just too far. Wood says it is more and more apparent that the physical evidence between the scene of the crimes and Greene County will cause cumbersome and inefficient delivery of justice. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. Now, the latest from Missouri's capital. A House ethics panel met today. It's believed to discuss House Speaker Dean Parker, who has faced calls to resign. Fox 2 Capitol correspondent Emily Manley joins us now from Jeff City. Emily? Michael, it was a long meeting today on a Friday. We had lawmakers come from all over the state that sat on this House ethics committee. It was in a closed session the entire time. So us reporters were sitting in the hallway waiting for some sort of update after they adjourned for the day. There's been calls for his resignation, and that began after he started paying back thousands of dollars that was reimbursed for work-related travel that he paid out of this campaign fund. They do plan to continue to, to discuss the personnel inquiry that was filed with this ethics committee. Michael? A change in St. Louis code would eliminate the need for unnecessary primary elections in city races. After the passing of Proposition D, March primary races between two candidates or even when a candidate was unopposed were being needlessly held. Alderwoman Shamim Clark Hubbard says her legislation would save St. Louis money by no longer wasting ink and paper on printing unnecessary ballots. It's only in the event that there's only two qualified candidates in the primary. If it, there are more than two unqualified candidates, then it will run uh, in this same method that it's been running. The Board of Elections used August's special business district election in St. Louis Hills as a reference to what the cost of a one-ward election would be. That election cost approximately $18,000. The bill was passed out of the Board of Aldermen. Sean Malone, KMOX News. After the Homeless Bill of Rights received a lot of criticism by the Housing, Urban Development, and Zoning Committee, Alderwoman Alicia Saunier is standing by the legislation. To say that you don't know where the funding will come from for an encampment is not true. Um, There's an offer allocation for $1,250,000 that is allocated to intentional encampments. Alderman Sonier says the permanent homeless encampments are necessary because every time a camp, like the one outside City Hall, is decommissioned, the folks just move to sites like it down the street. As the Israeli-Hamas conflict rages on, American Jews are seeing an impact here. You know, I've had multiple death threats myself. I've had anti-Semitic videos of actual beheadings sent to me saying, you know, better watch out for your kids, Rabbi, or pictures of the oven ovens, right, with references to the Holocaust, that they're going to come finish Hitler's work, and it's getting scary. Rabbi Daniel Bogart of Central Reform Congregation says many don't understand their words on social media influence others. When people start talking about them as, you know, deserving it, or that's what you get for living in a state like that, that, that sort of dehumanization and that devaluing of human life, that spreads, and that's very quickly becomes a devaluing of Jewish life 
uh, broadly. He says it's important for non-Jewish Americans to understand the extent of security concerns and costs at synagogues. Susan Park will be renamed in honor of a little boy who drowned at a St. Louis County day camp in 2022. T.J. Master was six. His parents pushed for changes and more safety precautions at county facilities. County Executive Sam Page says upgrades have been made. We'll have our updated policies and guidelines posted on the county website so that other summer camps exempt from state regulation will have best practices to follow. As KMOX first reported Wednesday, there were some tense moments between County Councilman Mark Harder and Chairwoman Shalanda Webb on the issue. He had a state rep uh, come in and negotiate on behalf of other people and come to an agreement where this whole council was not brought up to speed on that until today. Harder wanted a special council meeting on the issue, but Webb denied it. A number of historic buildings in St. Louis have burned. Andrew Weil with the Landmarks Association says it seems to be happening more often, and it makes him suspicious because these are buildings that would never be allowed to be knocked down because of their historic significance. So none of these buildings would have gotten demolition permits, but they all burn. So building burns and becomes, uns, you know, unstable or just isn't there anymore, problem solved. While worries that not enough investigation is being done into what caused blazes at the Melanthe Immigrant Home, Clemens House, Second Baptist Church, St. Louis Stamping, St. Laborious, and others. Yeah, it's sort of written off as people broke into the building, they started a fire to keep warm, or they were, you know, cooking drugs or something like that. Um, and, you know, then they just walk, they just walk away. And, and I don't think that's really acceptable. St. Louis University researchers are enrolling football coaches in an injury prevention study. This is the first study of its kind to find out if online coach training can effectively increase youth sports coaches' knowledge of musculoskeletal injuries and how to prevent them. Researchers will enroll 200 football coaches in Missouri, including those in underserved and rural communities, to test the effectiveness of structured warm-up exercises to reduce injuries in players. One in three athletes will report a significant injury during a competitive season. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. The KMOX Business Desk, local TV station owner Tegna is the latest to say it'd like to pick up more MLB, NHL, and NBA rights as Bally Sports remains in bankruptcy. Tegna owns KSDK Channel 5 in St. Louis. It's touting agreements it already has with teams like the Seattle Kraken and Cleveland Guardians for its broadcast stations. Already the Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, and Las Vegas Golden Knights have ditched cable for a dual offering of over-the-air and streaming. As we continue on KMOX, and as the Israeli-Hamas conflict rages on, American Jews are seeing an impact here. Rabbi Daniel Bogard of Central Reform Congregation tweeted this earlier today. I'm begging folks of good conscience to understand the ways that your actions and words are making the lives of Jewish Americans less safe. KMOX's Debbie Monterey asked the rabbi about that and his statement that his $100,000 yearly security budget is about to go up. You know, unfortunately, any time... Uh, there is war or violence or terrorism dealing with Israel and Palestine and the Middle East. Uh, there end up being additional security needs for American Jews. Uh, even though very much American Jews are, are not Israelis, we're Americans. Uh, the, the deep anti-Israel misinformation that's often spread, as well as uh, the often legitimate critiques of, of Israel and its politics, it leads people to take it out on local Jews here in the U.S. And so we feel it and we see it. We see the hate mail increases. Uh, we see the uh, 
threats nationally increase. You know, our synagogue had a uh, bomb threat just a couple of years ago, a significant one that someone was arrested and had a plan and is in jail now. Uh, and so as, as folks often without realizing and often without intentionally doing so, as they, they become involved in local politics dealing with Israel and Palestine, uh, they make the lives of local Jews often less safe and less secure. There have been a number of pro-Palestinian rallies in the region here and ac- across the country. What would you say about the difference between supporting um, Palestinian people not being, you know, civilians being killed in this, to then conflating that to anti-Israeli sentiment? I have to believe that our hearts can become big enough to break for everyone here who is suffering in the region, whether they are Jewish or Palestinian or Israeli or Arab or whomever they are, if they are suffering, our hearts have to be big enough to encompass them all. And, you know, one of the things that I think we see, unfortunately, in contemporary politics in the U.S. is that groups become demonized. When we say that, you know, the 1,400 Israelis who were murdered by Hamas, the 250 uh, folks who were kidnapped and and are still kidnapped, when people start talking about them as, you know, deserving it, or that's what you get for living in a state like that, that that sort of dehumanization and that devaluing of human life, that spreads. And that's very quickly becomes a devaluing of Jewish life uh, broadly, and not just Israeli life. Do you think that some of this is social media or our lack of really understanding what's happening in the region? And we're kind of making snap decisions sometimes without knowing what we're talking about. Yeah, right. Israel and Palestine and the sense of, you know, you have to pick a team over here in the United States is about virtue signaling for ourselves and saying where we stand and who we stand with and it really has no impact on the Middle East often. Um, but it also ignores the fact that these are real people with real societies and real complexity and real depth and aren't just these caricatures that we create and no one is entirely good or no one is entirely evil and in the end this ends up hurting local american jews uh, when this is the discourse now you had said that you're spending about a hundred thousand dollars a year on security and that's about to go up is that just out of concern for what might happen or have you had some specific threats recently yeah, you know, I really, I, I think it's important that non-Jewish Americans understand the extent of the security concerns for every Jewish organization in our country. Every synagogue, every Jewish community group, uh, everywhere in the U.S. is spending huge amounts of dollars every year to keep themselves safe. Uh, ballasts to prevent cars from running into us are just the norm at Jewish institutions. You know, I, I, I go to a lot of churches to speak, and I teach at Eden Seminary, and I have never walked into a Christian space and encountered a locked door. And you won't find an open front door on any synagogue in the United States, uh, because it's not safe. And, you know, off-duty police officers who are contracted, armed off-duty police officers uh, at the doors of almost every Jewish institution, and um, layers of security, and active shooter drills, and uh, on and on and on. Uh, you know, it's the five-year anniversary of the murder of 
Jews at prayer at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Um, and that was a moment for the entire Jewish American community uh, where institutions haven't been the same since then. All of our security needs have gone massively up, and it's only increasing. The folks don't have an awareness of the everyday security needs. Um, you know, I've had multiple death threats myself. I've had anti-Semitic videos of actual beheadings sent to me saying, you know, better watch out for your kids, Rabbi, or pictures of the oven, ovens, right, with references to the Holocaust, that they're going to come finish Hitler's work, and it's getting scary. That is disgusting and really horrifying. And just a part of my regular life now. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's the thing, is it's just a part of my regular life. Oh, and that is Rabbi Daniel Bogard of Central Reform Congregation in St. Louis. The All Local is a production of the KMOX News team. You can subscribe by searching for St. Louis All Local on the Odyssey app.